wish, I wish to give my Memorial Day uh, greeting to you, and especially to all those who have served our country faithfully. So um, I hope those of you who, are, who have served our country present today might remember in prayer all those that you served with, and particularly those who gave their lives for our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our second reading is from the first letter of St. Peter, very likely written around the time of 60 AD, so just before Nero's famous persecution of Christians, which led to Peter's martyrdom and the martyrdom of St. Paul. He's writing from Rome. At the end of the letter, he refers to Babylon. That was sort of a Christian code name for Rome because of Rome's sinfulness and its hedonistic ways, its godlessness. In this passage, we read Peter's instructions to those who would witness to the gospel, those who would be willing to suffer for the sake of Christ. Up till that point, there had not yet been a general persecution of Christians by the Roman Empire. But most likely there had been some local persecution or by individuals. St. Peter wants these Christians to be effective witnesses to the gospel in a culture of pagan worship and hedonistic morals. Do we find ourselves having something in common with our Christian brethren from those days. Isn't there something similar about our, our day and that of Rome? A world that has become hedonistic, a world seeking pleasure. People are seeking fulfillment in ideology, the pleasures of this world. We see the results of the culture of death with many broken families, people suffering spiritually and psychologically. Many are looking for answers, and some are not finding them. They want to know the meaning of their existence, why they're in pain and suffering. They want to know if there's something more to this life than just this existence. They want to know if there's someone out there who cares for them, who can help them, who can save them from their anguish. Well, you and I already have the answer to this question, and he is present right here in this church. We know that Jesus Christ is the answer to the longings of the human heart. You and I know that it is in Christ that we can find true peace and happiness. It is in Christ that we find consolation and strength in our own suffering. It is our Lord who gives meaning to our suffering and shows us, even in the most difficult times, how to love with the same self-sacrificial love he revealed to us on the altar of the cross. How 
How do we proclaim this gospel in a world which is very uncomfortable talking about religion or contemplating the meaning of our existence? Talking about religion in public is seen as some sort of discourtesy. If we're at a social function, we're at a party with some friends, it's thought to be unpolite to start talking about religion. We're sometimes maybe even greatly annoyed by people who are very public about their faith in Jesus. We might remember Tim Tebow. He made a very great many people uncomfortable. He was very public about his faith in Christ and it was an annoyance to the NFL and to the sports media. St. Peter is giving us advice how we can evangelize. How can we do this? Well, he tells us to do this with gentleness and reverence. So if there is an opportunity to be unpolite, to go against the grain, to be public about our faith, that we never attempt to force anyone to agree with us with loud argumentation or to become angry with that person who doesn't understand or doesn't get it. You and I can only propose what we know is true. And it is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth mentioned in our gospel today, who does the convincing. It is in our method of the presentation of gospel truth that we aspire to give a personal witness. Our own personal virtue and holiness is itself a powerful message to those who are in desperate need to encounter Jesus in their lives. We are called to pray for the courage to proclaim the gospel. For St. Paul, it was his one purpose that drove him to travel all over the Mediterranean to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. In 1 Corinthians, St. Paul says, Woe to me! if I do not preach the gospel. St. Paul's travels, his incarceration, his various sufferings were all for the sake of spreading the good news that Christ is the Savior of the world. What is common amongst all the saints is this drive to make Christ known to all and through their love of every person rooted in Christ, they drew a great many to believe in him. We might think of some of the successes that there are prayer vigils at women's health clinics. Why are they successful? Well, first of all, they unite themselves to God in prayer, typically through the rosary, through the intercession of Our Lady. But it's because of their gentleness and reverence that St. Peter talks about. Not to be angry or judgmental, 
to lash out at the people who are going to go inside. That would only reinforce a really bad decision on the part of these women in crisis. It's the Holy Spirit working through these men and women who spend hours praying the rosary, conversing with these women in crisis, which literally save lives. They give us an example of how a courageous and yet gentle and reverent witness can lead people to the truth about Jesus and about themselves as well as hope for their own salvation. So we might ask ourselves, well, what can I do to evangelize, given whatever state of life I'm in, given my limitations, given my particular circumstance? What can I do to prepare? Of course, the first thing, if we are going to respond to this call to be evangelists, to respond to the call of the popes to engage in the new evangelization, then we ourselves need to be living vibrantly our Catholic faith, to strive for personal holiness and virtue, looking each and every day to improve our Christian witness. Looking each day to see how we can love God more and to love our neighbor more. It means being vigilant in prayer and in reception of the sacraments. It means being vigilant in our reading of the sacred scriptures, engaging in spiritual reading. It could mean that we would read a chapter of the gospel each day or read a few paragraphs, Catechism of the Catholic Church, which will read about the life of a saint who can inspire us to do great things for God. But as in all things, we should begin on a small scale. We don't jump right on in with maybe door-to-door evangelization. We begin in small steps. So when we are speaking with people we know who are maybe they're not practicing their Catholic faith, maybe they're one of our separated brethren, or maybe don't even believe in God at all. We want to find out what we have in common with them. What's the beginning of establishing a relationship, developing a good friendship with people who are not in the fullness of the faith, we can discover their values and see what is important to them and begin there. Finding out where in their lives they are living the truth, even if they don't know it. And then beginning there as a point of departure. And, in, and as we get to know this person, engage this person, then we begin to see that maybe there is potential for them to come to see that Jesus is their Savior. And we can explain the Catholic faith to them in a way that is gentle, that is charitable, 
and in a way that we understand that at that moment, they may not agree with us at that, at that time. We might expect that when we're talking to them that suddenly they're going to just snap to it and become Catholic, you know, and run to the church and get baptized or, or go to the RCA class. Well, that's not likely to happen. Usually starts in very small stages because then we become the instruments of Christ's message and the Holy Spirit does that work. So it's okay when we speak to people about Jesus that at that moment, they're not going to agree with us. But is planting that seed, planting that thought that might spark in them a desire to know more, to know more about our faith, to know more about the hope that is proclaimed that God loves them and wants them to live forever. And if we begin in these small ways, then we can grow in this practice of drawing others to Christ. Maybe we can join those people at the women's health clinic praying so that little unborn children might be saved. Maybe we could engage more readily in that door-to-door evangelization project sponsored by the parish or some other form of evangelization. So in these efforts, we're fulfilling our baptismal call, fulfilling that baptismal call to be holy and responding to the grace of confirmation to bring the good news to all. So let us today heed St. Peter's epistle today. Let us have the courage to proclaim the gospel with gentleness and reverence so we can say like St. Paul, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.